Friends, welcome to the now is the, the, no, welcome to the gospel today. What is the name of this podcast? I renamed it earlier this year and I keep getting confused every time I start. This is the gospel today and my name is Caleb Suko. The reason that I renamed it the gospel today was to give it more focus so that we, I in particular at first and also you, would realize that what I'm trying to do with this podcast is really talk about the impact, the implications of the gospel for us today, and also you know, what that means in our life, what it looks like in our life, and also what it means when we talk about communicating the gospel with others today, because today is the day that we need to be living the gospel, be preaching the gospel, and I hope that is a central aspect of your life. Well, it's getting, in a way, harder to do that with this quarantine. I'm pretty sure wherever you're listening to this, you are probably experiencing some form of quarantine right now. And nobody in their wildest dreams imagined that we would come to 2020 and it would be the the first time, I don't know, in the history of the church or what, but one of the first times we're on Resurrection Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, we really can't get together. And that is what I want to talk about today, friends. Some do's and don'ts of Easter Sunday morning online during quarantine. I know that's kind of a long name. But I got to thinking about it and I know that we've been watching different churches and it's been kind of fun to watch some of some of our supporting churches some of our friends in the states and some churches that maybe didn't really have an online presence before the quarantine began and then all of a sudden it's like oh no we need to get we need to get things online we need to get things on youtube or facebook or whatever other way that they're doing that and so it's been kind of a little bit fun to watch some of them be able to connect with them and as Easter is coming up, our church, you know, we're thinking about that too. And I'll share with you a little bit of what what I did last Sunday with our church here in Ukraine. And some thoughts, what I call them do's and don'ts. I have 15 do's and don'ts for attending your online church service this this Easter, which is, is this Sunday. So if you're hearing this before Easter, then... This will be very useful to you. But I I think that these are also some pieces of advice that we could really put in place for any time that we really can't physically get to church and we have to watch the online version of it. Now, just a side note, I want to just confess something, and, and that is that I've always been, I wouldn't say like really against streaming services, but I've never been a big proponent of of streaming like the whole service. Uh, and and there's a couple of reasons behind that. I have I have been a proponent of streaming the sermon, of making sure the sermon gets out there, but but not necessarily the whole service. And I guess the main reason why in the past I've really kind of not been big on that is because I feel that it too often gives an excuse for people to stay home. <laughs> and so, oh, I'll just watch the online service, you know. And so, and so they just stay home. That being said, I do know that online services, even before quarantine, have been a big blessing to people who, for some real reason, actually could not get to church. And, and so I'm not 
against them, but uh, I just I feel like sometimes they could be used as an excuse for people who couldn't get to church. But we all know that that has completely changed now. And our church here in Ukraine, we have streamed our sermons. We've streamed our sermons with um, uh, with Facebook, uh, but we have generally not streamed the whole service. Only on a couple of occasions, like big services, like Easter or some sort of a big holiday, that we've done that. So we've done that for a while, just streaming the sermons. And of course, now we are. Um, Mainly, mainly when we do our services now, uh, we just we just do a sermon and a little prayer time. So what I did last week was I actually streamed my sermon from my living room. I had Christina with me. I had my kids with me. My kids sat on the couch on the other side of my computer, <laughs> and I kind of preached to them. and And I had a presentation that I used, and so. I, I used, if you're familiar, it seems like everyone is now, if you're familiar with Zoom, I use Zoom just as a way to broadcast my sermon, and I connected Zoom to Facebook Live, and the reason I did it, because it was sort of an easy way for me to show a presentation in the live stream, and so the live stream came out on Facebook Live, and I was able to show my my sermon notes, my presentation that I had worked up for that sermon, which was called Faith in the Storm. I, I again, preached that also in English. In fact, if you missed that, I did a live stream. Christina and I did a live stream this past Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, which is midnight for us, but we just decided to stay up late to do that on our YouTube channel, Suko Family. And that was really fun because we were able to connect with a number of people. Uh, number We have people from Chile, from United States, from Canada that popped on to that YouTube uh, live video. And, and it was a great way to connect and answer some of their questions, pray for them. And I also was able to share a bit of my, my sermon on faith in the storm, which, which is based on my, the first chapter of my book, what if, how to kill worry and anxiety before they kill you. And I just want to take this time too, before I get into these 15 do's and don'ts for your Easter Sunday morning online service, I want to mention that I yesterday recorded the introduction and first chapter for my book, What If. And I'm just bringing that up again right now. I wrote that book in 2014, but I'm bringing it up now because I do think, and I've noticed, and I've talked with people we're really struggling with worry and anxiety and fear at at this time because of the coronavirus and quarantine and because of watching news and because of all the sickness and all the death and it just everything gets compiled and in addition to that is the worry about the financial situation and so many many people are struggling with that worry and anxiety right now and I think that also something that adds on to it is just the quarantine of staying home and not being able to get out do your regular things maybe even get your exercise get some sun and and be able to converse with the people that you usually converse with and so I just decided to put the first the introduction which the introduction is a very gospel focused um, if you've taken a listen to it or read it uh, really focused on how it is the gospel ultimately that that soothes our worries and gives us hope beyond coronavirus and all of the things that we worry about in this world. And then and then the first chapter, which the first chapter talks about that whole 
episode in in Matthew and, and Mark and Luke where Jesus calms the storm and he says to the to the disciples, "Oh, you of little faith." So if you haven't checked that out, check that out. That's on the podcast. Uh, just I published it just before this, and I think I'm gonna try and maybe record a couple more chapters. And if that is something that ministers to you, let me know. Uh, let me know if if that is something that you know. If you want to share, that's just free, you know. So you can th- that chapter, even that first chapter, I think is it's just something you could share, like you know, with with a friend. Just just send a link to them, and maybe that would minister to them. I think it's only like seventeen or eighteen minutes long, so it's not a long listen, but it would be something that that they could use. Or, of course, you can. Order the book on Amazon or, or get the e the Kindle, and, and that could be something as well. So just keep that in mind, and we'd love to hear your feedback on that. I will be planning to do maybe a couple more chapters, record the audio for those in, in the near future, especially during this quarantine right now where I can't even really get out and do you know regular ministry with, with people. So focusing on, on some of those things. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, if you don't get our newsletter, it is superfamily.org slash pray. I won't give a big update right now because like everyone else, we're just kind of at home, but the kids are at home. The kids are doing the school at home, doing their on- online classes. And so pray for that, that we'll be able to finish up the school year successfully. Uh, we are able to have some ministry. Well, like I, I preached twice on Sunday, uh, met with some students yesterday. And so, so that's great. You know, a lot of, a lot of phone calls, a lot of meetings on zoom and, and those online connections we're trying to keep strong. Okay. Let's get into this list of the do's and don'ts for attending your church's online Easter service. Here's the thing. Easter service is like, it's that one service, right? That, that even people who don't even attend church all year, they tend to come out for, and now all of a sudden we all have to stay home. So how can you make this service successful for yourself, make it beneficial, make it worshipful, and as well as for your church? A couple of things that I want to suggest. The first is this. Don't stay up late on Saturday night. But do get to bed on time so that you can be arrested, awake, and ready to worship on Sunday. I think that this is especially important now because some of us, let's admit it, we've let our schedules slip a little bit because we don't have to get up on time for anything because of quarantine. So get to bed on time and that way you'll be awake and actually able to take in what is going on during your church's Easter service online. That is number one. Number two, don't just watch movies on Saturday night, okay? We need to <laughs> have some limits to what I'm sure is going on, the binging on Netflix and that kind of a thing. But instead of watching movies and your favorite television shows and all those things, prepare the night before by reading some of the Easter passages with your family. What a special time together with your family and read some of these passages with them. I think that that could be a very special time and it will help to get your heart in the right attitude for worshiping on Sunday morning as well. Number three, 
don't leave the house a mess on Saturday night. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but when the house is a mess, I can't focus. And I'm going to be tempted to get up and start cleaning this and organizing that. And so my advice for you is make sure on Saturday you clean up the house. At least at least clean up the room where you're going to be watching the service so you're not distracted during the service. But you can sit down and you can focus on what is being said. Number four. Don't watch the service in separate rooms from everyone else in your family on separate devices. Again, this is a this can be a problem in our family because everyone has a device, everyone has a phone, everyone can get online, everyone can watch the service on their own, everyone can put headphones in, but don't do it. Resist the temptation to do that. This is a time where we need to be together. And I know that some of you, you live alone, so you're just going to be watching alone. But many, many of you who are listening, you live with a spouse. You may have children. You may have parents. You may have grandparents that live with you. Make this one of those times where you gather together and decide on, you know, get together on Saturday and say, okay, where are we going to watch it? We're going to watch it in the living room or in the dining room or I don't know, in someone's bedroom, uh, find a good place where you can all sit down and put it on a, on a larger screen. If you have a laptop screen, if you can put it on your, on your TV screen, that's even better. Put it on a larger screen so that you can all sit down together and make this as much of a family time, as a together time as possible. Number five, don't Stay in your pajamas, or worse yet, don't stay in bed to watch the online service. Only only if you're sick, only if you're really sick, you can do that. I suggest get up, get dressed, and dress nicely. Like, dress like you're going to an Easter service. Okay, fine. You don't have to spend an hour and a half, you know, putting on makeup and doing your hair and everything. But we have to admit that the how we dress isn't indication of the value that we are giving to whatever we are about next to do. And so when you dress for the occasion, then you will be in the mindset for that occasion. It it helps. You know, I'm not saying that this is some sort of a spiritual thing, but I just know practically speaking that If I'm going to lay there in my bathrobe in my pajamas or something, I'm going to kind of feel lazy in my mind and spirit. So put your clothes on, make yourself look decent, and put, put something nice on like you would usually go to an Easter service, okay? Number six, don't be distracted with a device in your hand during the service, do ask your whole family, you included, to put devices aside for at least the duration of the worship service. Okay? This is the practice that we try to do at mealtime because we all know that we're not going to be focused when we are browsing Facebook, Instagram, whatever else you might browse. And a TikTok. No, please don't. Don't browse TikTok. 
<laughs> just don't. <laughs> okay, so so put those devices aside. Lift your eyes up a little bit. Look at what is happening. Listen to your pastor. Listen to the worship music and worship along with them. Number seven, don't make disparaging remarks about the quality of the video or what your pastor's wearing or why do they have that weird background or anything else. Now, I admit, I can be guilty of this, but it just distracts from worship. So do focus on worshiping God and meditating on the truth of the resurrection. Just set those things aside. Focus on Jesus and the fact that he died and rose for you. Number eight, don't forget to bring your Bible to the service. Do open your Bible as your pastor speaks and follow along with the verses he is reading. And I know they might put the verses on the screen, but there's just something about opening your own Bible and seeing with your own eyes that keeps you engaged in God's word, which I think is important. Again, sometimes I may be a little bit old-fashioned here. That I'm just—I'm not always a big fan of putting all the Bible verses on the screen. I want people to know how to use their Bibles. I want them to be used to opening their Bibles. I want them to see where this text is in context. I want them to be very familiar with their Bibles. So have your Bible with you. Open it up as the pastor opens it up. Number nine. Don't be silent about your church's Easter service. Okay, you still have a day or so. I don't know, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> if you listen to it after I, right after I post, you still have a day or so. Invite your, your neighbor, your, your friend, your coworker, a relative. You can invite somebody that lives across the United States. You can invite someone that lives in another country to visit your Easter service. I mean, invite people that you know they probably do don't go to Easter services. Don't think that, oh, our service is online. I can't invite anyone now. Now you can invite anyone. So in that way, this has given us more opportunity. And, and let them know where you'll be watching, how you'll be watching. Send them a link to it and invite them to watch with you. And then afterwards, you know, call them up. Hey, what did you think? Do you have any questions? Let's talk about the sermon. Let's talk about these truths. And what a great opportunity that is for inviting people. Number 10, don't watch in complete isolation. Okay, no, I'm not telling you that you should break quarantine here, but what I'm saying is take an active part in the video chat. So most, uh, most churches I know are streaming on YouTube, Facebook Live, or live stream. All of those have some sort of a chat involved. Get on there. Tell people you're there. That makes a difference in other people's lives. That makes a difference. If, if I'm watching, I say, oh, look, look, John or, or Susie or somebody else, I know them and they're watching too. And immediately you get this feeling of, okay, I'm not alone here. So get on there at the beginning and say, hey, greetings from wherever you're from. Glad to be able to take to watch the service today. Respond to somebody else. If somebody else gets on there, says hi, say, oh, hey, great to see you. How are you doing? Share some prayer requests. Respond to some prayer requests. Take a part in the chat. Make it make a little, uh, 
make it feel a little bit like you are actually there together watching, okay? Don't watch in complete isolation. Number 11, don't refrain from your usual donation. I know pastors are afraid to talk about this, but I'll talk about it for your pastor. Do give your church a gift online during quarantine. Your church needs it now more than ever. And so find out how you can give online and make sure that uh, your usual donation, at least uh, you are able to give it to the church because these are hard times. And, and so make sure you just find out how you can do that and, and that you uh, are generous to your church, your local church. All right, no, where are we? Number, that was number 11. Number 12, don't stop worshiping when the service is over. I really suggest that when the service is over, like I said, most of you are with your family somewhere. Take some family time to discuss the sermon. Maybe during the sermon, write down some questions that you th- think might, might be good, some points you think might be good. Take some time to discuss the sermon. And then gather your family and, and pray together. Thank God. Uh, praise Him together. Maybe, you know, you can even put on some YouTube karaoke, Christian karaoke, sing a song just with your family. These are things that, that we can do, special times that we can take now with our family to make sure that that spiritual input is there and uh, that they are growing in Christ. Number 13, don't forget to fellowship with other believers. I've been making a lot of calls recently, and I think this is really important during this time. My suggestion is after the service, make two, three phone calls or, or whatever on, on Skype or Zoom or whatever platform you use. But make two or three phone calls. Write down a couple of names. Write down some names of some people that you think might be lonely, that might be at home alone without a family, and and let them know how you're doing. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them how you can pray for them. And just try to keep that connection. Make some fellowship happen after the service. Number 14, don't forget to let your pastor know how he encouraged you. I friends have really been blessed by this on a number of occasions and, and just recently too with the online preaching going on where somebody writes to me afterwards and said, wow, thank you, Caleb. Thank you for that that message that, that really meant a lot to me, that really helped me understand this or that really helped me get through that. And sometimes I think it's really difficult for the pastors too because when you can't see the faces of the people that you're talking to, you don't know. Are, like, are you connecting with people? Are they understanding this? Is it is it even have an effect on their lives? And so just please take a little bit of time, send a note to your pastor and say, dear pastor, thank you for your sermon. Here is how it impacted me. Here's how it helped me. Here's how it encouraged me. Number 15, friends. This is the last one. Number 15, don't forget to share the gospel. And so do use all means of technology. We have, we have so much technology now that we can use to do this. And, and, and primarily, you know, I'm thinking of personal ways to do it, of personal calls, writing a note, uh, in a chat, just connecting with people and, and sharing the gospel in some of those little ways. It's not always a huge, big, drawn-out gospel presentation, but it might be a, a few little little truths that they need to hear to move them, nudge them along the way towards towards God and towards the truth of the gospel. So take those times to connect with maybe some unbelievers that 
you have a relationship with and that you know are interested in the gospel, maybe ask them if they have any spiritual questions at this time that you might help them with, that you might help them find biblical answers to. These, again, friends, I, I really believe that we live in a, in a, a very unique time where we have such great opportunity right now to share the gospel that that it's just it's it's almost you know it's a sin if we don't use these opportunities so friends those are my 15 don'ts and do's i guess i started with the don'ts and then gave you the do's but do's and don'ts of how to make your attendance to your church's online easter service a success what about you where or let's say where i know we're gonna be online right how are you attending what church are you attending? Where where are you going to be watching? How are you going to be watching? What tips do you have to make that a success this Easter? Would love to hear from you. Send me a note, superfamily.org slash pray. Of course, you can grab this podcast on iTunes or Google Podcast or wherever you can find podcasts. Just look for The Gospel Today, Caleb Suko. And we appreciate your love and your support, especially appreciate your prayer support during this time. And we know that God is, God is at work and he is doing some, some great things here in Ukraine. And we're just excited to see how he's going to continue to use this quarantine for gospel purposes. So friends, Be blessed this Easter. Christ has risen. He has risen indeed.